Hey everyone, Dave and Jeff here. We are on a Sunday night, knocking out the first podcast of the week as uh, we're watching the end of Game Three of the National League uh, playoffs between the Dodgers and the Nationals. I tell you what, I've watched a lot of baseball this weekend, and all I know is these teams are fucking lucky the pods aren't in because <laughs> the pods would run rough shot after. Boy, you know what I've thought, Dave, when I've watched these games, and and look, anything can happen. Yeah. It really, anything can happen, change a culture. We've seen that. Man, it feels to me, watching this team and watching the pods, it feels like there's such a huge gap between the teams that have it. Actually, it feels like there's a huge gap between the Yankees and my twins. Twins just cannot figure out the Yankees. They're, the Yankees are so far in their head. But you watch these good teams, and it's just like, dang, man. It, I don't know. Maybe you get the right guy in here, you get a veteran pitcher too, and maybe the whole culture changes, but boy, it feels like there's a long way it to go. Doesn't it feel a lot different? It kind of reminds yes. me of when I watch college football on Saturdays, and I look at yep. you know, five or six teams. You look at the Alabamas, the Clemsons, Ohio State, Oklahoma, all those, and then you sit there and you watch the Aztecs at night. Yeah. And we root for the Aztecs. You're a season yeah, ticket older. Oh, yeah. I'm an alum. You better watch what you're saying. Dude, it's night night and day. It just it just is. The players are, are just faster and bigger. And then when you look at you know, like right now we're watching the Dodgers that just happened to be put on a show. But it but yeah. you you said it. The Yankees have done it. The twins are a really good team. It just the American League playoffs are a whole different they level. Just I mean are so as we talk about the different standard from the Padres to the Dodgers right now. Right. When I watch the American League, I almost see the same difference to the National League. You know, and you yeah. sit there and go, man, there's a huge fucking difference. And when you look at if the Twins won the World Series going in, you wouldn't have been shocked if it was the Yankees, the Astros, even the Rays and the and the A's had such good seasons that none of it would have surprised you if they were there. And uh, and you're right. What is it? What does it take? You know, there's, there's so much talk. It, it's people want to sit there and go, oh, yeah. What are your sources? Well, we're never going to tell you our sources. Yeah, and don't shit. worry about it. Yeah, you, you ask. <laughs> All I know is we've been doing this closer to thirty years than twenty yeah. years. That's yeah. a long fucking time to make long a lot of friends. Time. So when we talk to guys who are managers and guys either are Hall of Fame managers or future Hall of Fame managers, what do they always tell you? How many wins are they responsible for in a year? The answer is always four. They always say four. And we know when it comes to playoff time, bullpens matter. That's where Bruce Bochy became such a such a great manager, winning those three championships. And that's why Dusty Baker, who would win almost 100 games with the Nationals, loses his job. Yeah. Because he couldn't run a bullpen, just like Stevie Woods in Arizona. Can't, oh, he sucks. Can't run a fucking bullpen. But, God. But, but at the same time, when you look at the potential manager that's coming in, what's the most important thing about the guy that's supposed to come it has in? Has to change the culture, man. Has to change the culture. You have to get guys invested. I mean, look, I, I am, to me, I'm at the point, and it's not, I mean, how many future Hall of Fame managers do you know? I know one. Yeah. And I haven't talked to him, and other than to tell him you're not getting into the bar, I, I, haven't, talked to him in, <laughs> I haven't talked to him in a year. I leave him alone. But who I talk to are people within the organization. Names that would be known, names that wouldn't be known. Yeah. Because they're the guys that are, that are there every day. They're the ones who know it behind closed doors. And they're the ones who say the culture has to change, that the culture is terrible, that the morale is terrible, that the work ethic on some of these guys is terrible. And, and that's the problem. Who's being held responsible? Yeah. Now, I don't know if Ron Fowler even knows this podcast exists. I, I sincerely mean that. I don't know. 
All I know is that we came in here last week, Wednesday night, and I told you sincerely, the entire organization is shit. And if he doesn't see it, he may not have to say it publicly. He really, for a, a brilliant guy, is out of his goddamn mind. They are the ballpark's gorgeous. Right there could be right at the top. The broadcast crews are fantastic on radio and TV. You've got that together. And goddamn, you're hard pressed to find me another part of that organization that would get above a C grade for what they did. And this Fowler goes on the radio and starts bragging about how great the marketing team is. Look, I don't know. Maybe you went down there for Fiesta Night, one of the Fiesta <laughs> Nights, and you had a great time. I think I bought tickets for eight games. It was fine. The giveaways were shit. Yeah, you said that. You throw them in the trash yeah. can on the way out. That's disappointing. Right? What? No, I didn't pay any extra. I would have gone down to enjoy the game, but maybe... The giveaways, especially as a dad, are the things that my kids want to go down and be a part See, of. See, it's important because your kids are the ones that eventually have jobs right. and will have a reason to take their kids. And you're right. right. When you're a kid, if it's t-shirt night or hat night or whatever, yeah. you want the quality to be good. Right. Opening day hats were cool. Yep. My kids wear those all the time. And that's about where it ended. Yeah. So don't tell me how great your marketing team's doing. What do we do this year? Ron, we celebrate the 84 team. Just celebrate the 96 team. Mark Loretta. Archie San Franco. Save it. <laughs> Save it, Ron. And that's the thing. They're all down there in that Petco Park. Here's the biggest problem in Petco Park. They all walk around and say, you know what? Let me tell you something. You are goddamn brilliant. <laughs> and I'll tell you what. I appreciate that coming from you. Because every time you walk in, I say, that guy... Not only are you brilliant, but that has a goddamn good-looking suit. Well, hey, wow. You know, I went, spent the weekend at Macy's. I'm glad you like it. Does the pot? I mean, they just sit there. And blow each other. Well, I don't know if they're you doing that, I mean. but it's just. Metaphor. Yeah. Ah, oh, we're great. Now, hey, next year, I'm going to tell you one thing, you son of a gun. Yes. There's no way we're out of it June 1st. No way we're out of it. AJ's got this figured out. You guys want to play the crossing? You want to play Coronado? <laughs> well, we haven't played uh, the Presidio for a while. You know what? Let's go. AJ, you got everything? <laughs> Great. <laughs> AJ, how's the manager hiring coming? <laughs> oh, yes. Hug it out, AJ. <laughs> Holy fuck. But hey, you know what? We're going to go on the radio. We're great. Everybody on our team's great. Our marketing's great. Uh, hey, we drew all these people. We're great. Perfect. They walk around. It's the emperor's new clothes it down is. there. Unfortunately, and you're right. nobody wants to tell Ron the truth because they all just sit down there and nod and go, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're great. We're great. We're No, you're not. You're a joke. You're a goddamn joke. When you keep losing 90-plus games every Ugh. year, you have to sit there and say, we have dramatic changes to make. Let's stop putting... Well, we're going to in three years. If Dave, if nothing's better by 2024, oh, I could hit this table. I'm so angry. <laughs> Save it. Oh, I drove down to a donut shop today, and the guy working the counter was apple fritter on. I said, you shut up. <laughs> I just like that you keep saying run. 
You just keep saying his name every time. Ron. Well, he's the guy. I mean, now look, I'll give Fowler credit. He for what? Wears, what are you giving him credit for? Oh, I give him full credit. Let's that he, go. That he wears it. That well, I can. Well, that doesn't mean jack shit. It does in this town when it Dean does. ran. In this town, Dean it's ran, so stupid. Well, Dean ran from everything. I mean, we've only I, had two major sports I, owners. I got it. And unfortunately, neither one of them bringing championships no. here. No. He, dude, I'm telling you, Ron to me is right up there right now. If you look at his track record and wins and losses, not as one good. of the one of the worst owners the Padres have ever had. Uh, and that's saying a fucking lot. Yeah, no, he's he's not quite there. He's he, right there. I uh, no, he's not. Morad uh, beats him. Tom Warner beats him by. A I mile. want to look. At, I want to look at the wins and losses, winning percentage of Ron Fowler being owner compared to the other owners. I yeah, bet you no. he's right there at the bottom. Now I'm saying overall package. He's, What's his overall package? That he gets upset. He gets real fucking angry. Hey, you shut your mouth, Dodger boy. <laughs> here's here's the, the the deal. Yeah, you and I both love baseball. Yeah, okay? and say, I made the mistake of loving that team. That's a problem. That's and my you're never going to shake it. My no. my, my so, oldest son's the same way. So what's great about it is, look there, and there's a ton of people that listen to this podcast that are exactly in the same boat that I am. I don't feel like I'm any better than you. I don't feel like I'm any smarter than you. We're all in the same boat. What I have no time for is the people that go down there and work in that building thinking they're smarter than all of us that love that team. Why? Because you went down and hung out for a weekend in, in Cuba? <laughs> you spent $60 million? <laughs> Right? All of a sudden, you're goddamn Walter O'Malley? Yeah. All right. Great. Uh, shit, I hope so. Because you're the guy steering the ship. But you know what you guys are doing? You're like, iceberg. Oh, <laughs> dang it. Iceberg. Ah! Iceberg. <laughs> Ron just comes up in his nightcap. What's going on up here? I could see a word in nightcap. Yeah. Couldn't we're, you? We're in, yes. We're in that long gown. Yeah. <laughs> Those, that with eye hat, blind. With the ball at the end of the string. What in the world is going on up here? I'm just trying to get some sleep. Did we win? Did we win, AJ? <laughs> but they're going to sit down there. And here's the other problem. Yeah. You got a morning show on their flagship, and those guys can't say anything. They can't. You and I have been in that situation. You absolutely. Can't. It's no reflection on yeah. Ben or Steve. You're in a business relationship. So all you keyboard tough guys that think you would go, you wouldn't do jack shit. No. You wouldn't do jack shit because they would tell you, you make this amount of money, and these are the perks, and it's a really good gig, but here's the caveat. The caveat is you're not going to go on the air with somebody that we have a business relationship with and all of a sudden start acting like you're Colin Coward or you're Radio Tough Guy because yeah. guess what? You're gone. Talk to Earl and whoever. Yeah, uh, Jordan. Oh, my God. Love those dudes. But those guys went down to 1090. And took the attitude that a lot of you guys said, and guess what? They were out. Out the door. Quickly. Gone. It is big business between Intercom and the San Diego Padres. Yep. Two billion dollar operations that are not going to be dictated by somebody making 65 grand a year. Or whatever they make. I'm just, I'm throwing a random number out. And so anybody at a, some other station that shoots their mouth off, they're fucking full of shit, too. Don't believe anything anybody else says because they're 100% full of shit. 
They wouldn't do anything. They'd play the fucking game, too. They can sit there and act tough. Nobody would do it. No. You're 100% right. And here's here's going back to 2016 when the Cubs were in the World Series against the Indians. Yeah. I don't know if you remember me saying this to you. I said, I really don't want the Cubs to win. And the reason I don't want the Cubs to win is because I'm afraid the Padres become that team in the National League. Mm. And not saying it's been 100 years. But nope. I just don't want – the Cubs were never a forgotten team. One thing is the, their fan base is insane. Right in the right. middle of the country, WGN, all that stuff. Right. Anyone who had got cable is watching those Cub games. I remember exactly how that shit went back in 1984 because that's when I finally got cable. And they yeah. used to open every goddamn show with Van Halen, 1984. Yeah. And I was going, oh, man, this is fucking great. And I'm watching all the way through, and then I loved it when the Padres did the thing and they went three straight after going down 2 nothing. and what a great story. And for Padre fans, that was the first time they ever experienced winning here. Didn't you think at that time in 1984, when they won the three straight and the big win on Sunday, heading to play the Tigers, that this was the beginning of something great? Not that it was going to be over in two years. Uh, well, you were living here. I, I mean, remember, they yeah. went and got Lamar Hoyt right after that. And you're like, yeah. fuck, it's on. And you dominated the 1985 All-Star game, which is Padres. Yeah, the problem was you started to gut that team really quick. And the, and the thing was... You got old quick. Well, yeah, you I mean, got. You were, you were old in '84, but you really yeah. showed old by 1986-87. But even then, paying attention, you were excited because you started hearing about the Bayergas yeah. and the Guillens and Alamar the Alamars and yeah. and Santiago's and guys like that that were coming up through the the farm system. You knew that '84 team as exciting as that '84 team was. Man, you knew what Goose was. You knew what where Nettles was, where Garve was. Kennedy and Templeton weren't really young. I mean, the young guys on that team were Tony and who? Wiggins. Yeah, Wiggins, Mello, and uh, Kevin McReynolds. Yeah, who got injured. Yep. And then, but I mean, I, I, Dave. Even then, I think when we looked at pitching for that team, when you looked at Shaw and Thurmond and Dravecki, they're they're all serviceable guys. But I don't think any of us felt like you had. Uh, a 25-game winner there. See, I thought, and again, I'm just a kid at the time. I mean, I wasn't here when the, the Padres first started and all that. But he, uh, as being a kid watching Padre baseball, yeah. and at the time, as much as you want to give me shit, I was a full Padre fan because Garvey was a Padre. He was my favorite player. As soon as he came to the pods, that became the team that I cheered for. Uh-huh. So when I'm looking at the Padres, I'm thinking, well, now this organization's ready to go. I knew about the young guys. I used to get the fucking sporting news. Yeah, I used right. to read about all those Sport, fucking guys. All and all of a sudden... They're, they get Lamar Hoyt. I'm going, man, they're going to be better than they were in 84. And yeah. then you realize quickly the injuries start happening. Guys get old. And they start when they started trading like Kevin McReynolds, you're like, holy shit. He's supposed to be your center fielder for the next 10 years. All of a sudden, he's gone to the Mets. But did he and, come from – was that the Mitch trade or was that only Abner? See, that might have brought you Mitchell, though. See, I think Mitchell yeah. came in that deal. Yeah. And, and, and people were – Excited about Kevin Mitchell because he was a, a yeah. player on the Mets in 86. And everyone and, was following that 86 Mets team. Yeah, I don't want to say that McReynolds was Will Myers, yeah. but there was something about McReynolds that never, uh, just the way I remember it, is that he just didn't connect with the fan base. Well, he hated the game. If you talk to anybody that knows Kevin McReynolds, he'll tell you that he loved hunting in Arkansas more than playing yeah. baseball. He just played basically for the check. I, I wouldn't call him Myers. I, don't th I think that's not fair to McReynolds. Dude, how old do you think Kevin McReynolds is right now? Right now, 50, I'll say he's, well, hang on, 84. 
Let's say he's 59. Exactly right. Yeah. That's crazy and yeah. sad. <laughs> What's it sad? It makes me feel old myself. I'm like, Kevin McReynolds is 50 fucking nine? Um, but. If Kevin McReynolds walked in here right now, you wouldn't recognize him. I'm looking at pictures of him right now. Just really? like an old man with gray hair. Um, but yeah, that trade brought Mitchell here. And there had. Mitchell had just been part of that Mets championship team. And there was a little bit of excitement. And then when he got here and Jack Clark got here, man, that was an exciting time. That was the team that you kind of felt like should have really, really been good. The Mitchell and Clark yeah. team. And for whatever reason, they just didn't get it together. No, they didn't. And then as, uh, as you talked about all the players we talked about coming up, all of a sudden all these guys are shipped off to Cleveland for Joe Carter. Yeah. And then you're excited to have Joe. And all of a sudden, Joe's gone after one year. And yeah. you throw Roberto Alomar uh, in there as well, who's a atrocious. Hall of Famer. Atrocious. Even for Fred McGriff, yeah. See, I would have made the Carter from yeah. McGriff trade. And now all of a sudden, you have McGriff and Alomar on the left side. You're yep. feeling pretty good. Really good. But they panicked and had to go get your your buddy, Tony Fernandez. <laughs> um, I found the article in the paper today really, really interesting where Hosmer and Matt Strom are now calling out the organization saying, listen, playing time needs to be dictated by guys that help us win enough of this developmental BS. And and that was Matt Strom flat out calling out that team saying, look, enough of this. Enough of this idea that we have to give guys that they need 25 or 40 innings or 100 at-bats yeah. BS. But I would say to Matt Strom, well, who are the guys that sat, right? Yes. The guys coming off your bench. That's what I was who saying. Well, who are, yeah, who are those guys that you're talking about? Yeah. I, I mean, so when he – Kinsler? Yeah. Like, who are, there who, aren't a bunch of all-stars sitting on their asses. Yeah. I mean, I, I like the fact that you're saying, hey, this has to be a little different. But, like, who? Yeah. Who, who, are, you, who are you mad that didn't get inserted into the lineup? It's uh, that's pretty funny. I mean, it, it is. It's, it's what he says. You're like, yeah, fuck. I'm with Hosmer along, and you're like, well, who are you talking about? There's yeah. no one there. No, there are a bunch of guys on your roster right yeah. now that probably don't belong in the big leagues. I'll tell you what, Dave. If you're so goddamn blind, you can't see that Austin Allen needs to play. Maybe I can't help you, buddy. Oh my god, dude. Huh? Maybe I can't help you. All right? You don't see it. Oh my gosh, it is. You don't really see it weird. in Greg Garcia, and I don't <laughs> no, know. No, I do not see it in Greg Garcia. Well, We're I see France. it more in Greg Garcia than I see it in Urias. Yeah, and, and unfortunately, you know and that might be the guy they're talking about. Yeah, honestly, because they told him, "Hey, you have the rest of the year to be the guy," and he just fucking never put up the numbers, yeah. even though there's no pressure and on they're him. They're like, it was funny reading that thing that talked about utility guys and whatever else. That from a clubhouse standpoint, that the guy who kind of kept it all together was Greg Garcia. Yeah, incredibly popular, played all right, played better than than Urias did. Not a huge bar to have to jump over, but look, I don't know, man. It's it's the the Fran Mill thing to me is a really really interesting dynamic on the whole thing on that trade. Now, whatever Tramel does, maybe you find out. But there was a guy, and, and Dave, I've been in offices, man. I've been in offices where somebody really really good. And really, really popular gets moved out, yeah. taken out, and it definitely impacts morale. Yeah, it impacts morale, and it can impact you for a long time. So, 
as much as you want to go, hey, you're professionals and you get paid to do that, I get that. But I that that trade of Reyes and how he brought everybody together and kind of kept everything going, uh, that definitely had an impact on that team. Much bigger than I think they even, way bigger than they imagined. It's not even close. I couldn't agree more. What's very, very strange to me about Padre fans, because I, I jumped on Twitter this morning and immediately I regretted it and said I wasn't going to involve talk to Padre fans and immediately yeah. jumped in and they turned. I don't understand the loyalty to Hedges. I don't yeah. understand why all of a sudden everyone's free to trash Fran Mill when you guys loved him when he was here. Right. And you gave Hunter Renfro a full shot once Fran Mill was gone and he was a complete disappointment. I mean, he was right up there as far yeah. as the, the, him and Machado, the, as far as second half of the season, the worst disappointments that, that they had. But Reyes, and I understand, he might not be your perfect National League guy, mm -hmm. but there's a better trade to make than that one. You don't trade a, a guy that's going to hit 30 home runs at the major level for an unproven guy hitting 232 strikeouts. Yeah, you don't, you don't do that. You, you sit there and you wait. If they're going to wait on Yates and said nobody came to us yeah. with a good enough deal with Yates, then you do the same thing for Reyes. Because Reyes at least keeps butts in the seats. Fans right. loved him. I mean, when he went to go play the Angels, there was a whole story about the guys. Those that, merch? Yeah. People went to go see Fran Mill, and they love the fact when he's singing fucking Whitney Houston songs. It was unbelievable. Oh, well, I'll tell you this. And he, by the way, he's just turned 24. Yeah. It's not like he's 34. He might be 34, but they say he's 24. Yeah, 48. Um, <laughs> dude, there was so... You know, Dave, I said it the other day that the problem with this team is that you have very few guys that are likable. And on the 96, 98, 84 team, a lot of different teams, even their worst teams... Uh, those teams we just talked about with Mitchell and Clark and Alomar. Yeah. God, there are so many guys that were likable. And as a fan, that's what I'm looking for. I, I have to lay out money. I'm buying three tickets. In some situations, I'm buying four. Yeah. Who am I coming to see on my team when my 11-year-old sons are like, hey, Dad, what about this guy? What about that guy? Where you go, yeah, that guy's great. And make as little of it as you want or as much of it as you want. Fran Mill was that guy. They, Fran Mill was a guy that on social media, they saw him doing the Will Myers thing on Twitter. Yeah. The thing that they thought was the funniest thing on that Will Myers video is when he stops in the middle and he sees Andy Green and he goes, hi, Andy. And Andy Green's like, what? <laughs> and it's just the dynamic between yes. those two. But him singing, getting the whole team into it, the whole deal, and I get it from a baseball standpoint. You were incredibly high on Trammell. By the way, when you read today, or I did today, in USA Today's Sports Weekly, and they have every team's outlook for 2020, when it comes to the Cleveland Indians, talk about the excitement of having a big, legit bat in the lineup in Reyes. And it says scouts say they're absolutely thrilled with what they believe they have in Logan Allen. So that all of a sudden becomes a trade that, I mean, the Max Freed trade we already look at, the Trey Turner trade we already look at for Preller. But now all of a sudden the Indians, who just missed the playoffs this year, yeah. just missed it in a very good central division. Now all of a sudden next year, if you're watching – and Logan Allen, I'm not saying he wins 17 like Freed, but if he becomes a contributor yeah. and they're a playoff team, 
and Fran Mill's doing his thing, and now because they're a playoff team, he's doing it on the national stage, and he becomes Big Poppy? Yeah. 2.0? How's that going to feel? And you know who I look at? Ron Fowler. I don't care what anybody on Twitter thinks. <clears throat> I don't care what anybody in the local media thinks. Yeah. I want to ask one guy, Ron Fowler, because you're the guy that hung your hat with Preller. And you're looking at what could have been with your team, and he went for another guy two to three years away. When you see it, what are you going to say? What are you going to say to your wife? I don't even want this. <laughs> pralines. What? That's right. What's that ice cream with pralines in it? God. Tastes like vinegar. Ron, do you want a scoop of butter pecan? No. Butter pecans for winners. No, I don't deserve that. I deserve lime sherbet <laughs> and a fork. <laughs> Shit. No cones. Cones are for winners. Guys with cones. <laughs> like uh, the Jetsons, right? Dude, That's that. That's who the, they are. They're it, the goddamn it, it. Jetsons. What was that dude's name? Oh, uh, that's right. His boss. Ah, uh, fuck. I can't remember. Mr. Whirly. I don't, I don't know. know, dude. All right. Preller. So I know you aren't, you're watching, you're watching the playoffs when you can, but you aren't tied in every single inning. So they bring up, you know, it was a matter of time with Trey Turner that he was a Padre. Oh, what? And you sit and you go, fuck dude. Like, I know if you're a Padre fan and you're watching, you're like, just shut the fuck up now, Ernie, you know, just don't yeah. talk about it. We don't want to hear about it. And then it goes into, you know, Max Freed and the 17 wins. And you're like, motherfucker. I remember we were at. 1090 in 2012 when they drafted mm -hmm. Max Freed. And I said to you, this kid's awesome. Because I followed him his whole high school career because him and Lucas uh, Giolito from the White Sox, they yeah. were high school teammates. And they were they were just stud pitchers. And I'm going, man, I hope the Padres get one of them. And then they got the lefty. And I'm like, this is great. But I thought they gave up on him too soon. I thought yeah. the Padres gave up on him too soon. And here you go, and he gets 17 wins, and he's pitching for the Braves. And you're like – Fuck, this is every year where you see former Padres on these teams in the playoffs and frustrates the shit out of you. Yeah, not my guy, so move him out of here. Look, I just the, – the culture's not going to change when the main guy is still there. Need an overall, man. You you threw you threw the fastball, and they and you missed. Yep. Ball four. So so let's say the Padres go out and they get a manager. Let's say let's say it's a guy like Joe Madden. Joe Madden's not coming in. Let's say it's, we'll just go big name, like Joe Madden. Okay. Does Joe Madden, number one, does he equal more than four wins in your mind? Two, does he sell season tickets? And he probably sells season tickets. Yeah. I and think he does that. And I think that's what they're they're aiming for more than anything else. Now Ron Fowler says we need a guy that is a mixture of sabermetrics plus baseball wisdom, which hundred percent agree. But sure. Will he let a manager actually do that thing? Because that's what veteran managers want. That's what a Girardi wants yeah. to do. That's what a Showalter wants to do. That's what Madden wants to do. Call, I, look, maybe I'm completely naive. I, I don't think you're going to have – I don't think, Dave, that's going to be as big an issue in San Diego as it may be in Chicago, as it probably will be in San Francisco. Um, some of these other openings – I can't speak for Kansas City – um, I don't know that it'll be a huge deal with the Angels. Kansas, Kansas City is supposed to have Matheny. is supposed to be the guy. Yeah, how about that? Yeah. How about that? Madden's supposed to go to the Angels from everything you're hearing. 
Yeah, although the Angels now are talking. The Mets are going to go after Girardi or Buck Showalter. Um, the Mets, it's going to be a huge part of that job. Let me ask you this question. Mickey Calloway was there for two years. Yeah. But his team rallied behind him. Is he a guy no. that you have no interest in Mickey Calloway? No, because they didn't. They did for a little bit, and then... Well, talent showed they couldn't win. Well, if you read the article uh, that they had in the New York Post yesterday or Friday, whatever did I read. Kevin Kernan write it? Uh, no, he didn't, but it was great because the headline was, Oh, Mickey, you're so fired. That's what a tough city. Oh, man. Jesus Christ. And then uh, on the headline was on the front page was De Niro being accused of harassment, and it had a picture of him, and it said, You talking to me, too? <laughs> I'm like, these guys are fantastic. Uh, uh, but so, they, and Moises Alou, my guy, doesn't want the job. He was a one. And Callaway, they said, at the end was just a, everybody inside the clubhouse. Was done with him? Yeah, was done with him and said he was a complete puppet for, for the front office. For just, the GM. Yeah, the one thing that they liked about Callaway, though, was that he covered for players. Like, he looked out for players. I think that goes a long way. Well, it, you think that until you read in the paper uh, in either the Bryce Miller or the Kevin Ace column, credit where it's due, I'm not sure which guy, Although nobody gives this fucking show credit. Right? Yeah. They hear shit here. They steal it all the time, but that's fine. Doesn't bug me at all. <laughs> oh, I don't. I, oh, I, I never listen to that podcast. I'll just repeat everything I fucking hear because I can't have an original idea, but that's fine. Um, but what the fuck was I going to say? When you read the AC yeah. column and there's a line in there about when Andy Green went nuts about something that had happened to Machado. And they asked Machado about it. He goes, man, that goes a long way. Tells you that the manager has your back and you want to run the wall through him. Really yeah. great thing. And then they went over and asked Hunter Renfro. And Hunter Renfro goes, that should mean nothing. We're all grown men. Should be able to motivate ourselves. It doesn't mean shit. It, it's just, it, that's it, man. It's the mindset of 25 different guys. How do you manage it? And that's what you got to find. I just. Do you I, have a favorite right now? Um, is there anybody you definitely do not want? I don't think Nevin. I, I keep bringing shit about Nevin being here. I, I don't know. Maybe Phil could be come here and um, and be outstanding. But Phil, to me, is one of those guys that I feel like we... Phil needs to go be manager of the Cubs or the Mets or whatever, and I bet he'd be great. But because he played here, yeah, um, I'm just not sure that he'd get due credit, right? But... I don't people love him, and he did amazing. Triple A did a good job. Um, yeah, I'll tell you right now. I I think the guy that's going to be is Mike Sosha. Wow, wow. Yeah, speaks Spanish. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Proven guy, does all that shit. And Mike wants to get back in. Like yeah. he misses it. He's 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 one of those lifers. Uh, let's see. Let me give you my. Showalter is the one guy I don't want. Really? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not high on Nevin either. But but Show Walters is the one guy I don't. I'm, want. I'm not high on Phil. Uh, it's not like that. But I, you know what's strange for me about Phil and Brett Boone was, was in here last week and he was saying that he thinks Phil's a great baseball guy. Yeah. I mean, number one, he, they played high school ball together. They grew up together, and now he works for his brother. So I mean, he knows him extremely well. Thinks he has yeah. a great baseball mind. But is uh, here's what I thought was interesting. Bochy got rid of him after one year. Um, Remember, he was a third base coach with the Giants, and he was out. Yeah, he went, but then he went to the Yankees After he got fired. really, really quick. Yeah, but he got fired by Boach. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. 
I mean, I look at the fact Flan got fired down here and then went and played, you know. Yeah. Coaches get fired, right? I mean, Dave Magadan got fired as hitting coach here and went one World Series. Yeah. Uh, Boach, for all intent and purposes, got fired here. I don't know what happened down that. I, I don't know enough about it. There was a change there. But he ended up with the Yankees really quick. Really after, quick. Afterwards. So I, I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm not anti-Nevin. I just... Uh, and I don't know that Phil will be that guy. It's funny how Loretta's name keeps coming up. Yeah. I mean, I saw the Dennis Lynn at the Athletic had a base running instructor for the Rangers the other day, and you go, no fucking chance Fowler lets that happen. No, he said he wanted a veteran guy that's done it before. No fucking chance. As far as guys happen. who have not done it before that I think would be decent managers, mm-hmm. I, I think uh, I think David Ross would be great in Chicago. Yeah, it's funny. You know? All of a sudden, Boach, like, I thought that job would have been Boach's. And you don't really hear Boach's name no. down here, and you don't hear Boach in Chicago at all. Maybe Boach through his guys. Uh, Tony Antonio just said, uh, I'm out. No, no. Yeah. It's- I mean, like I said, I just, people are like, oh, what do you ask Boach? I, I haven't bugged him at all. What a, that'd be a douche move. Okay, let me ask you, are these jobs, which one's the most appealing to you? And okay. Tell me if I'm missing a team, because I might be missing a team. We're going to go with the Padres. We're going to go with the Angels, okay. the Giants, mm. the Mets, and the Phillies. And the Cubs, six, six that, I, that came off the Ooh, top of my head. Oh, man. Um, so which one would you want? Uh, forget about the city. Yeah. I know it's hard to say that, but forget about the city. Which, which job would you want? Uh, well, for me, just looking at those jobs kind of at the bottom – I put the Phillies in the Mets job at the bottom because you just man you you can't have an off inning they're gonna right that job oh, the, is, yeah the, oh. it, you have to have really thick skin but the Phillies have a loaded lineup I mean they should have had a much better year is but is Kapler's gonna be out yeah he isn't yeah yet, I mean the right? talk is Madden could end up there yeah because he's from there yeah he's from there and the Mets um not that high on either of those two jobs. Other people go, hey, the money, the whole thing. I think the Wilpon family gets really involved with the Mets and a lot. I, I'd put the Mets dead last. The Angels, to me, already will go and spend money, but Billy Epler's a lame duck. He's got one year left, and who knows what they're going to do. Farm system's gotten a little better, but I would put the Mets dead last. I would put the uh, Angels right above that, even with Mike Trout. Pitching is really an issue. The talk is Garrett Cole wants to go there. The Astros said they won't try and re-sign him. Well, that's what they say. He keeps pitching like he's pitching in the playoffs. I don't know how they can afford him. I mean, you got, right. you got, you're paying. Zach Grinke makes a shitload of money. I mean, you're yeah. talking $35 million a year just for him. And he hasn't even pitched yet in the playoffs. Yeah. Um. So Okay, so I've got... The Mets dead last. Okay. I've got the Angels right above them. Um, I'll put the Giants right above them. That's a really tough situation. They got a horrible minor league system, new yeah. GM. Yeah. The talk is the Giants are are going to acquire Mookie Betts this offseason. Whoa. For what? What are they going to give up to get him? Brandon Belt. I know I have no idea, but that's the talk that Mookie Betts is going to be a giant. Um I'll put uh, I'll put the Phillies right above that, and that leaves me who Padres. Cubs. Oh, Cubs and Cubs and Pods in Kansas City. 
don't know enough about the royal system. I can't. Yeah, I can't I tell you enough. But uh, City job. um, to me, I I think the Cubs' job is the best job. See, I think a lot of it is, and Madden would I'm guessing would say the same thing. I'm the same manager I was when we won the World Series in 2016. Theo, you did a terrible job getting me pitching. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean the, the, yeah. the pitching's awful. You know, John but, Lester doesn't have any more. Kyle Hendricks is dog shit. You Darvish has been a huge bust of a signing. You Kimbrough, know, Kimbrough was awful. You can't sign these dudes that miss yeah. spring training. But I would, um, I would take the Rickards family have very deep pockets. It's an incredible fan base. You still have a core group of guys. You have an incredibly strong, proven track record with the front office, with what Theo Hoyer and McLeod have done before. Um, and and it's a lot of guys that were on that championship team. To me, that's the number one job, the Cubs' job. I don't disagree. The Cubs are the number one team in the city. The Angel job, the Angels will never be the number one team in the city. Mm-mm. You know, Pods, uh, pods the, I'd put second. The Mets aren't the number one team in the city. Yeah. You know? Um but the Padres, I think, has the most security. Does that make any sense? I think the yeah. Padres, because everyone knows Less that. Less stress. You have a great city, yeah, so, but at the same time, you have the most security because everyone knows that franchise is so young. Yeah. Huge. You know, that you're going to yeah. have time to, like, you go to Philadelphia, they expect you to win a World Series next year. Yeah. You know, they're going, we got Bryce Harper. You're going to win a World Series right now. And then that's that's going to be the thinking. You're, you're, it's going to be your ass if uh, if you don't do extremely well. I, I think the Padres gives you the, the most leeway. The one thing that I'm really really interested in, yeah, pod job is really good. It's a really good job, especially when you're looking at Gore, Patino, some of these guys in the farm system coming up. I mean, that's that's what I would do is if I was interviewing for it. You're going to get paid. It, it it's just. That's the one thing, if Ron and Pete have accomplished one thing, Dave, and what eliminates them from that worst ownership group. Yeah. The worst ownership groups were the guys that were paying these managers like 700000 a year and just refused to budge and refused to do anything. With what they've done for Hosmer, even though it was bad money with Myers, the extension with Myers usually would have been the move, and now we build in around it. They go out and get Hosmer. Hosmer really didn't perform at the level they expected him to, but it didn't scare him off, and they go and get Machado. And when Ron said the other day, we're not you know, we're not afraid of raising payroll, well, Ron, you're going to have to raise yes. payroll because you it's have to working. go out and get pitching. But I don't think that's anything that we have to mock Ron for. I mean, Ron's saying like ownership groups in the past in this town have said, We've gone as far as we can go. We're going to have to get what we get through trades because we're not going to spend any more money in free agency. And for Ron to say, hey, we're not going to shy away from that. I know it's the easy thing right now because of what they've done the last two years, but we got to go, okay, cool. I think, look, I don't know. I think Garrett Cole is completely out of reach for this team. But I thought Machado was out of reach a year ago. Yeah. And I didn't think they'd commit the money to Hosmer that they committed. They did. So what the hell do I know? Where do you want to see them as far as money goes? Right now they're 27 out of 30. Where do you want to see them? Do they need to be top 15 for you? It just has to be, Dave, you know what? It, it No, it doesn't have to be any of that. It just has to be stop giving guys like Myers $60 million extensions. Um, I don't know that Hosmer was really – I don't mind the Machado deal. 
I really don't. That was a big-time play to go get a big-time guy, and I still will buy into that deal every day. Bought into it on that day. I did, too. I just expected more. Yeah, sure, everybody did. I expected better numbers, and I expected better attitude. Oh, I don't know where you can get that from. What? Fucking guy wasn't... Who was he? Steve Sachs? Dude, here's the deal, okay, as a professional athlete. As I sit there and I, and I watch football and I watch the NBA, these guys hustle every fucking 30 seconds, man, in the NFL. They're running yeah, their asses off. And but the, this Major is League who Baseball, he was. And that says a lot. And that's why I say maybe it was a huge mistake. I wanted him because of the name and the all-star. I even said he's a future Hall of Famer right on the show. But when I sit there and I go, here's a guy that's asked to hustle four times a day, and he can't, and I go, fuck, is he the guy you want with the young well, players? You don't have and to be racist. When the... <laughs> Then when you look at the the Dodgers and the Orioles and you go, this guy had him and they could afford to have kept him. Yet they both said, we don't want a guy we can afford to keep. What does that say about him? Orioles weren't spending that money. The, uh, Angelos, and Angelos would have spent the money and brought him back, but he wasn't what they wanted to build a franchise around. Dodgers have gotten away from that too. By the way, I'll tell you the, the move I made. Dodgers will spend money if they need to spend money. They just haven't had to. They Here's, have four guys on the playoff roster are rookies. Do you know what Ron Fowler's number one free agent move should be at the end of this season? Number one free agent move that would change the whole thing. The whole thing. Whole thing is what I just said. You ready for this? Yeah, let's hear it. Your boy Andrew Friedman doesn't have a contract. Is that right? Right. And I call Andrew Friedman and say, come down here. Do it. Run the entire. Hey, I just said I was going to do it. I didn't say I'm thinking about doing it. Okay, here's the deal. I just got a Galaxy Note. I had an iPhone. Oh, you turned it in, you son of a bitch. I couldn't take that small keyboard. But, but what I like about... Dick face, you can sit there and change oh. the fucking font. No, you can't. Yes, I you can. It. Have you I seen my wife? I 24 hours. It looks like a goddamn play school looks game. looks like Sinatra's... It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> teleprompter? Dude. Yeah, it's insane. She in there singing my way? Oh, it's insane. But okay. you know what I like about this Google Note? Oh, I can God. write you notes and say, fuck off. Go ahead. I, get well, I don't know how it works yet. But. Just write eat shit. I get that more than anybody. Yeah. All right, so <laughs> here's the deal. The Friedman deal would be incredible. Right, that's the number one Fire Preller right now. Let Friedman know, hey, we're waiting for you, asshole. No, I... I uh... Because if, look at Friedman's guys. Friedman's last two guys underneath him, one's with the Giants and the other one's with the Braves. Yeah. That's my number one free agent move. Ron, pay attention. Andrew Friedman is a free agent. How much did he pay him? Whatever he wants. $20 million a year. Done. I agree. Done. He is a it's, better signing than Machado. Absolutely. Absolutely. He did it, it with changed. the he did it with the Rays and, and he's, he's done it with the Dodgers. The Dodgers. Guy's a fucking changed, baseball genius. And he's changed everything with the Dodgers. Hundred percent right. Yep. That's my guy right now. My number one move. Friedman's a free agent, and for whatever reason, Dave, it doesn't feel it's very, very similar reading the times. Yeah. It feels very, very similar to when the Red Sox let Theo walk. That what you're else. seeing in LA. Is somebody there, whether it's Stan Caston, probably Magic. No, I don't know if it's I, it's not Magic. I'm teasing. It's not Magic. But there's somebody Big Magic Johnson. <laughs> it's not him. But there's it's just a vibe that it might be Stan Caston, and that's just a guess for me. I don't know who else Jesus. it would be. Somebody there. <clears throat> How is he not signed? I have no idea. That's a that that'd be incredible. That would be fucking amazing. That's the guy I go get. Dude, I would literally. I'd give him anything he asked for. Right. Yeah. And then and then the keys to the ship are his, and it would be it changes the entire culture down here 
because you just went and stole the Dodgers guy. Yeah, 100%. <clears throat> and then guess what he does? He brings Dave Roberts down with him. Bring him home. He'd interview him. You know what God, Andrew Friedman and I have in common? I just looked him up. Um, you guys both love Baywatch? I tried to throw the hook out there for you. Both born uh, November 13th. Oh, okay. I was wanting to see which way you're going to go with that. Ten what month- do you think I was going to say? <laughs> Let me hear this. Jew. You're going to yell Jew, you anti-Semite. <laughs> you say that like it's bad. <laughs> it's one of those people say to me, hey, it's not It's not bad if it's true. Yeah. I was like, what? What the fuck's that supposed to mean? How, by the way, how much is Andrew Friedman? How old is he and how much is he worth? Oh, I like this. Um... He is, God, he's been in the game a long time. Older than I'd probably think. I'm going to say he's 41 now. 42. God, you're good at this shit. And what's he worth? Well, the Rays didn't pay him shit. Yeah. They paid him about 100 grand. I'm going to say he's worth uh, $11 million. $10 million. Hey, Fuck. I win both showcases. Yeah, that's my guy. Now, listen, when you hear this tomorrow and all of a sudden guys at 12 noon promoted as their own idea... <laughs> You're right. You're going to hear it this week five right. times. Hey, you know what? The people that subscribe to this show, yeah. you'll know where you heard it first. I haven't heard anybody else say it. I haven't seen anybody else on Twitter say it. I haven't. The fucking move is Andrew Friedman. That is where it all begins and ends. Before I hire a manager, before I do anything. I hire Andrew Friedman. You have stolen a guy from the Dodgers. What that would do for the morale of this city and that fan base would be blow away anything you could do via free agency because yeah. Manny Machado was a marquee name. We all love Garrett Cole, baseball fans, but the casual fan, which drives a lot of business for the Padres, drives it through the turnstile. I don't know, Dave, that they are that fired up by Garrett Cole. They should be. Yeah. Guy's amazing. But you know what I'm saying? Not like you went out and signed Roger Clemens where you go marquee name, I would love that deal. But you go and sign Andrew Friedman to come here and run baseball operations, hire your manager, your player development. It is an unbelievable coup, and you can go get him. Yep. Right now, he doesn't have a deal with the Dodgers, and you come down, and Ron, this is what you say. I did something I shouldn't have done with AJ, but guess what? It's a mistake that I'll make again with you. And that is, I gave AJ complete control of baseball operations. There were some things that worked. Unfortunately, there were a lot that didn't, and that's why he's not here. But guess what? I think you're at a different level, and I'm going to make that same commitment to you. I'm going to let you come down here. I'm going to let you hire the manager. I'm going to let you hire the scouting staff, player development, because Andrew... I no longer want to win the Baseball America title. I need to win the Major League Baseball title, and I believe you're the guy to get me there. Here's what's interesting. Andrew Friedman was hired the same year that Preller was hired here. Mm-hmm. The guys connected to uh, to Friedman that he refused to, to trade, Cody Bellinger, Jock Peterson, Alex Verdugo, uh, right. Urias, Walker, Bueller, and yeah. he held on to these guys. How about the – and you look at the guys, again, they have four rookies playing on the playoff roster right now. I mean, he, he's yeah, done a fantastic job. Player development yep. for them. And Dave, you know it. That is probably when people go, who are the teams you hate? I mean, I'm not a Clipper fan because they gutted me. Yeah. 
I love seeing what happened to the Chargers today, not for me personally, but for what they did to this city. I find it hysterical. But for me, the number one team that I've always just liked is the Dodgers. And if I could go in as an organization and cherry pick the guy and bring him down here, I mean, we always kind of laughed about the impact of stealing Garvey from the Dodgers. Yeah. Um, this is even bigger. So that would be my play right now. Before I, like I do it. anything else, and I'll tell you the other thing that Andrew Friedman's going to do, he's going to take you out of the market of spending 144 for Hosmer. Yep. Right? The 300s. He's going to say, no, we could develop it, and we're going to have. And he's gotten away from that with the Dodgers. When he came with the Dodgers, exactly they had a $300 point. million dollar payroll, and he's whittled that thing way down because he's like, we aren't doing it. We aren't paying these guys. He let Zach Greinke walk right out the door. And that would be my move. Go get him and, and hire him away. Make that move. That would be incredible. Right? That would be the biggest news of the winter. Be huge. Yeah, it would be huge. Well, that's how you that's how you do it. That's incredible. There you go. Ron I, didn't even have to call you in. No. I would have told him that, and he would have sat there. He would have rubbed his little hands. I like it. I like it. Ah! Hold on. <laughs> It doesn't move when I do this. And he was sat there. Yes. <laughs> Let's go. I would say his little hands. Let's go. He'd rub those little hands together. Yeah. You know what? I tell you what, that podcast is shit. But I hate it. I hate paying that five dollars every month. But goddamn, you hit that one on the nail. What the hell am I paying that asshole Partello for? You're brilliant. And now, what's up with that partner? What did he say he had in, in, in common with Friedman? <laughs> They're born the same day. I like that, too. I like that. A couple of November 13th. That was genius right there. Yeah. That was, right pretty, that was, pretty, that was pretty damn good. That was, that was impressive right there. I like it. There you go. Look at that. We just gave a huge answer on this show well, to what the Padres have to do. Who's, which show claims it as their own this week? Oh, that's a good one. Coach. Hey, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what I do right now. I call Jack McKeon. That's what Coach would say. <laughs> Jack McKeon. Hey, 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 listen. You cut him open like an old oak tree. There's a few rings around that. But you know what? He's a smart guy. And then I, I bring him in. Yeah. And then I'll tell you another guy. I think about bringing in Ozzy Virgil Jr. as my manager. <laughs> I'd bring him in, and then I'd uh, I'd put a phone call into Bill Rigney's son, Walt Rigney. <laughs> he won't claim shit. And every time I flip on his show, he goes back to, so you call me and tell me who you want to see the next Padre manager, and I, I laugh every time. I'm like, dude, you've been pulling the bit for right. every segment for two weeks. You got nothing? Yeah. Hey, you know what? Come on my show and write me 25 questions, and then I'll ask them like they were my own. Hey, want to mention Brian Curry. Brian Curry, of course, has been selling real estate all over San Diego County for more than 20 years. He's really good. I'm using him right now. I've told you that I put my house on the market the other day. Really strange to see your house yeah. on Redfin or whatever or Zillow and all of a sudden. But he, he's done a fantastic job walking us through the process. And Jeff said it today when he walked up. He goes, how weird is it to have a for sale sign right in your front yard? It Do is you ever really believe strange. that Hacksaw did that? That used to strike me so funny. That was Lee's bit. Oh, yeah. That Lee came home one day and somebody had, had put a first. Dude, I love it. That, 
I don't think anybody ever did it, but it was such a funny thing. It bit. is funny. I was thinking somebody did that until you just said Lee. I realized it was Lee. You're you know right. what? Write Lee's name down because at the end of the commercials, I got to tell you a Lee story okay. that I have to admit to that I wasn't ready to admit to, but I have to. Got it. And uh, again, Brian Curry is your guy. Brian's uh, my guy as well. 619-251-1588. Man, Dave, I, I've talked to a few people, and here's the other thing. I have somebody really close to me that's trying to sell their home and they're frustrated because they've got the equity in the house will help them get out of a little bit of financial straits and they're in a bad deal with a broker. And I texted Brian the other night, Thursday night, and I said, hey man, can you help this friend of mine sell their house? He's like, absolutely, call me tomorrow and talk to this friend who had said to me on Thursday night, man, I am not sleeping, I'm not eating, this has got me so completely stressed out because I know I have equity in my property and I just, I'm really, really struggling and I need to sell this house. And man, Brian talked to him and all of a sudden I talked to a, that friend of mine earlier today. God, they feel like a million bucks. That's awesome. And they feel like it's the difference of somebody who knows what they're doing and somebody who tells you they know what they're doing. Yeah. It's a huge difference. And that's why Brian's number one. And yeah, it was great when I saw Brian's Facebook post about this house, I was going to be like, throw in that one-eyed dog and I'll come down and make a bid. <laughs> but uh, yeah, nobody better than Brian Curry. Also, don't forget about that brand new pool you're going to want with your brand new house. Taylor Made Pools, they're the ones that make the best pools in San Diego, more than 20 years in the business. Taylor Made Pools, owned by Alan Taylor, a good friend of ours. He's been a fantastic supporter of the show. Look, if you're thinking about getting that pool or you need to fix the pool that you have, you need to call Alan Taylor at 619-449-4452, 619-449-4452. Well, I tell you what, we thought as the calendar turned into October that we would look ahead to the spring, it was about as beautiful a weekend in San Diego as I can remember having. It felt like June each day. It did. And just think if you had called Alan Taylor in June, July, August, where you would be right now, you could have been hanging out in the backyard with that pool, man. With our weather and whatever is going on in the climate, whether you believe it or not, all I know is that every day feels great and nothing would be better than just being able, especially when gas prices have jumped a buck and a half yeah. in two weeks. Forget going to Vegas or going anywhere else for vacation. Man, you can have that vacation right in your backyard. Starts with a call to Alan Taylor. Check out the work he's done by checking out our website, DaveAndJeffShow.com, under the sponsor page. No better call you can make than tailor-made pools. Also, don't forget about Dan Williams. Dan Williams is your leading mortgage professional with C2 Financial Corporation. He's the guy that can help you buy that house that you've been trying to get and being able to afford it. He's your finance guy. He's the guy that's going to help you figure out the best way to spend your money, to save your money, make your money last. You're crazy if you're waiting. 858-688-6813. Call that number right now. He can give you the answers to the questions that you have and how you're going to make your money last the rest of your life. 858-688-6813. Man, I, I want to believe, I was saying I, I had to go and change my phone out over the weekend. And I was talking to the guy at the store and I was like, God, I'm just type A about paying my bills. I hate having debt. So when checks come in, bills get paid out. I drive Dave nuts a couple of times a month as we do the accounting for here because I just hate having anything hanging over my head, even if it's as low as 200 bucks. Well, unfortunately, you find out that sometimes not everybody has that same attitude 
and they slack off a little bit when they buy a house. That's why Dan's book is so brilliant. Borrow smart, repay smart. Uh, it's the cornerstone of his practice. It's going to help you incorporate your personalized mortgage plan into your financial plan. And the financial plan, I just went through it today when you're figuring out cell phone and braces and all these other things that come in. Man, your mortgage has to be number one, but just the trash bill, everything else that yep. happens, right? That's why Dan is so important and such a good guy to know. Get his books right now, especially if you're in the military. How to Purchase a Home with No Down Payment. They're both available for free. SanDiegoLending.us slash Dave Jeff. SanDiegoLending.us slash Dave Jeff. Dave told you the number, 858-688-6813. Get your financial plan straight. You know why I say it today and why the call needs to be made? Because all of a sudden, we are incredibly close to Thanksgiving and Christmas and all those kind of things. And everybody who's a parent, you want to have your financial, right? You want your yep. kids, you want your family, your wife, your husband to have that holiday that you want where you can do it with financial security and Dan can help you get there. And finally, Kyle Fluger's done a great job with our website. We, we tell you all the time to go check it out. DaveAndJeffShow.com or Jake'sProjects.org has been absolutely great. You see what he did this past week with Sean Walchef's site. Yeah. He is really good at what he does. He's standing by his phone, 619-500-6621, 619-500-6621. Well, I called him last night. I Listen, I'm not going to lie to you. I'd had a few beers. <laughs> and I called him and I said, you know what? I got an idea for a site. I think it's going to make us a ton of money. He said, what is it? I said, it's naughtyibschoolgirls.com. He goes, you know what? I'm working on it. <laughs> Hey, all I know is uh, who was it? Bang Bus or somebody offered ten million to for naming rights for the uh, for the arena? Yeah, down in Miami because they wanted. Who was it? It was. It was you're right. It was one of those uh, one of those like porn companies wanted yeah. to name the rights for the Miami Heat. Yeah, because yeah. they want to make it like the BBC Arena. Yeah. Oh boy. Whoa. Big beautiful country is that yeah, what that means? That's not how it goes. Is that right? Are you sure? Look I'm it pretty up. Pretty sure. You know what I was? <laughs> but um, ahead, I'll tell you what I was doing during that playoff game just now. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Get a hold of yourself. Not literally, but just uh, <laughs> now. Look at our website, DaveAndJeffShow.com. Insanely good. And I'll tell you what. If any of you steal my uh, naughty IB. Uh, Schoolgirls idea. You're gonna have to. I hope you sleep well at night. It was it was Bang Bros, offered to for ten million dollars for the name and rights for the Miami Heat Arena. Oh, they were gonna call it the Bang Bros Coliseum. Yeah, how about that? So the BB? <laughs> That's what it was gonna be. It was gonna be the BBC. Oh my gosh! What the fuck? Are you sure? I think yeah. it's big, beautiful country. No, I don't think that's it at all. Proud to be an American? Yeah, no? I don't think that's it. All right, sorry. Um. No, I was looking at because you brought it up the other day. Dead porn stars. So oh I, yeah. So, so I'm watching the Dodgers Nationals before you come in, and I just type in dead porn stars and how they died. It was Brutal. it was it was crazy. Uh yeah, a lot of them. Um, a lot of them are suicides. No, that's, yeah. Obviously, it's not a joke to say that, but disappointing. A lot of them are, are suicides. Um. So the other day, I was going through. I was in the process of changing out my phone. I had a phone for a long time, and I thought I was changing. To an iPhone, I didn't. Um, but I was going through and just cleaning up old pictures. Here's my one move that I did that I'm incredibly fired up about. I had so many cool pictures of my kids growing up 
but they were buried on my phone. Like the only place you could see them was on my right there. If somebody had it, but I mean, from hockey to Halloween to baseball to birthdays and everything else. So there's a bunch of these apps where they'll change your digital pictures to prints. Yeah. Dave, I honestly, the other day before I changed everything out, I went through everything I had, deleted about 650 pictures that were duplicates or just things I didn't need anymore. And then I had 475 pictures from my phone made into four by six prints. And whatever I paid, 75 bucks, they'll be here on Wednesday. But my kids are like, well, why'd you do that? I'm like, you know why? Because when you're 18 or you're 21 or you have kids of your own, <clears throat> guess what? This phone and the phone that I had before it and the 10 phones I had before that are going to be long gone. Yeah. But I said, I'm going to have a photo album that's going to have every picture that I want, whether it's you with family, me and Jake, all those different pictures that have been on my phone. I got prints now for I went old school on it, went to Target, bought a photo album, did the whole thing. But as I was cleaning out my phone, I was deleting a bunch of files that I had saved, like PDF files. And I come on this show and I rip the shit out of Saw all the time. Yeah. Rip him all the time for the way he acted at 1090. And do you know what I found on there that what? I had saved as a PDF? One of the nicest emails I received and maybe the only email I received after we got blown out at uh, 1360 the last time. Is that right? And it was written from Lee. And it was, I won't go into all the details of what he said, but it just shows you what a complete dumb fuck I am because I remember what happened in 2012 and completely forget what happened in 2016. And it was incredibly cool. And uh, I just sat there and I read it. And I was like, God, <laughs> well, that's on me. I'm like, what a dick. Like, what a complete dumb shit. And I, I didn't solicit it. Yeah. I didn't even know he had my email address. But he said really nice things about you. Really nice things about me. And uh, he did the same thing to me when Jake passed. He literally wrote maybe the nicest note. Right. And I was kind of pissed he did it. Like, fuck, I just want to hate you. <laughs> but but I'm like, look, I just have to tell you, I I have to own it. I sat there and yeah. looked at it, and with the emotion, how much I hated those guys. Lee wasn't there working there. Like I said, he didn't have to do it, and he did it, and I'm a complete dumb fuck for forgetting it. The other thing that was incredibly funny yeah. was I had an iPhone for 24 hours. So while I had an iPhone... I went through iTunes for their podcast thing. Yeah. And listen, I I just the iPhone's not a match for me. I, Dave has one. Other friends have it. If it works for you, fantastic. I, I couldn't be further from anti. You know how some people are. They get uh, really angry about their phone. About change, yeah. Yeah, I, I wasn't that way at all. I just, I went back to a Samsung. But it was. What did they say when you walked back in there? Oh, you know what? Uh, I'll tell you in a second, but let me tell you the iTunes thing. So there was somebody who left this podcast to review, and it is like 10 paragraphs long. This podcast? Yes. <laughs> and they are so mad by how often we cuss and what a lack of intelligence it is. 
I would just say to whoever that person is, I found it incredibly funny. And you couldn't be more right. <laughs> but nothing's going to change. But I just sat there. Was it there. a guy or girl that wrote it? I have no idea. Okay. But I was like, if I, I've ne- I have two kids. They're my flesh and blood. Nothing I've ever done in my life has impacted either one of them yeah. where they would sit down and write 11 paragraphs how mad they are at me. <laughs> I sat there. I was like, God <laughs> dang. Like, this guy's so mad. Listen, F word and F word. and well, You know what? I have just found in my life that if somebody can't get a sentence out without an F word, it's more a reflection on them. And I was like, fuck yeah, it is. <laughs> But I was like, nothing he said yeah. in the in the email impacted yeah. me at all. It had yeah. my kids always say you have to have feelings to have hurt feelings. Yeah, I was just like, who do I know in my life that would write eleven that, paragraphs that, that would be funny. so mad? My mother. No. <laughs> um, the thing is, you and I both swear a ton. You know, we do. All the time. I mean, we, and it makes me crazy when I listen to these. Dude, back. Really, I hate it. See, I always say this about swearing is that it relieves stress. It does. Yeah. Say whatever you want. You know, most sentences we say when we're just talking to each other, yeah. start with F, end with S. Right. And you know what? Fucking, we don't have one wrinkle in our fucking forehead. <laughs> <laughs> we have no. no stress. You know what? Here's the other thing that happened to me, and then I'll tell you about my phone, then I'll be done. Yeah. Um, I heard from two friends today that I, I have three experiences okay. in the last 24 hours. I heard from two friends today that mean a lot to me that I've just kind of lost contact with over the last six months, one kind of over the last six weeks. Both of them checked in because I posted yesterday would have been my friend Erica's birthday. Yeah. And they were like, hey, how you doing? The whole thing. I would say this. Uh, I have to say this honestly. Jake's birthday impacted me much stronger than Erica's did. I was impacted yesterday but when we did the suicide walk a couple of weeks ago and I had the opportunity to hang with her family, the horrible thing was that she had made that decision. She she talked to family all day. Yeah. She was with family all day. She knew the decision she was going to make. And as much as it stings, I'm much more at peace with it today than I than I was prior to that walk. There was nothing as sad as it did for me personally that could have taken her pain away. She was bright, vibrant, funny. I loved her to death, but I could not write write in. She knew what she had to do to make her pain go away. It's the decision she made. And at some point, you just have to move on with your life. It's what she would have wanted me to do. And so as best as we can, I've moved on. But it was so nice to hear from these two friends and reconnect. And just the idea that they're thinking about you on that day meant a lot to me. So that was the one thing. Last night, I took my sons down to the WWE, and I'm at the arena, and Dave, if you remember back to kind of ESPN 800 and the free FM time, I was starting to see my wife, but there was somebody else who was a huge part of my day-to-day life really close okay uh from a foreign country remember who i'm talking about you know who i'm talking about dude you were going 
All right, you're going through so many different girls, <laughs> but I couldn't, I couldn't keep track. Like it, the time with even with your wife, that was the funniest goddamn conversation of all time yeah. we ever had. Because I'm like, oh, you're gonna throw her away. And then you, during why our yeah. segment, we went to break, and you went, I just told her to hit the bricks. But if I tell you the Russian, oh yeah, yeah, right? yeah, the Russian, yeah, I do remember the Russian. Incredible man, this girl was great, awesome, gorgeous, yeah. the whole thing. And uh, I don't know what happened. <laughs> well, you got you met your wife, right? Yeah, but it it's like you have people that like I'm still friends with a bunch of girls that I dated, even though I got married. They've yeah. seen Jack and Kate. They're yeah. happy for me. They moved on. Everything's cool. Man, like she just fucking hated me, and I we never had a crossword. We never. Yeah. And it was weird. Like, we saw her. She came down to the Bonaduce fight. Okay. If you remember, she was at yeah. that thing. And everything was cool. And all of a sudden, it was, like, done. I'm at the arena last night. And I'm walking around. And there she is. No way. And I just said, hey, how you doing? And I kept... <laughs> I just... Punching the throat. Right. <laughs> but, uh, but you know what, Dave? Like, the thing is... Yeah. Like, you, I just, I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, she, like, I would ask anybody out here, do you have anybody in your life where you go, man, that person just fucking hates oh, you? Oh, yeah. Okay. But when you say that, I have people that, where you go, yeah, they hate me, but I, I could tell you why. I could give you a valid reason. Do you have anybody in your life where you go, man, that person, not where they want bodily harm, they just, they want you gone. Oh yeah, no, no. I mean, but yeah. do you have anybody that? Well, you it's go- weird. There are like three people who I would have put in my top five people that hated me on the planet mm-hmm. that um, I've made amends with since my son passed. Yeah. Like they showed up at my son's funeral and stopped me to talk to me and have yeah. become Facebook friends and blew me away. Oh, cool. Now there are a couple people that um, it, we hate each other so much that I would have been pissed off if they did show up to my son's funeral. Like, oh yeah, I would like I, I think I would have stopped the service and kicked them out. To yeah. get the fuck out of here, phony. You were never nice to my kid. Get the fuck out of here. Right. But at least those people were smart enough not to show up. But yeah, I do. I have a few people in the last year where all of a sudden, not like we're hanging out at Christmas parties, but we're extremely nice on each other's Facebook posts to each That's other. That's cool. Yeah. I, shit, it's crazy, man. Look, I made the right decision. She was great. My ex-wife's fantastic. My kids Every time are you watch Rocky Four, she's rooting for Drago. Yes. Yeah, drove you crazy. And uh, every time, she's like, don't throw the towel. <laughs> He's coming back. And she's hot, so Stallone's like, all right. Um, so you asked about the phone. So I went and changed. The kid, I wish they sponsored the show because I would hype these guys up. I went in, and when you go with the carriers, when you used to change phone, you'd have a selection of like 15 different phones. Now you have like three. And I kind of looked at it. I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And I go, you know what? Like this iPhone 11 fits for what we're doing, the whole thing. And I told you, Dave, I had gutted my phone. I would cleaned a bunch of stuff off. So as far as doing the transfer goes. You're ready to go. Yeah, it only took him like 20 minutes to transfer the data. And he did everything, and it was so funny because this kid was so great, so helpful. And he's like, okay, look, if you bring the phone back, uh, it's like a $50 restock fee. I'm like, well, why do people bring the phone back? He's like, ah, they don't like the color. They just don't like it. And I started laughing. I go, nah, I'll be fine. And I took it, 
It was the iPhone 11. I did all this shit. Yeah, the jacked- picture you took with your kids yesterday, I thought was one of the best pictures you took. Yeah, I jacked up the font, yeah. the whole deal. I did the whole thing. And uh, just as the day was going on today, I'm like, fuck. You just know. <laughs> like, you just go, ah, it's not the right thing. And I went back. Same kid was working. And I go, you know what, man? I think I made a mistake. And he goes, you know, I just had a weird... Like, he was great. Yeah, he, he had a feeling like, you were coming back. He goes, I just kind of had a feeling that you were just ready to stay in that same family where you were with the upgrade and and just not make the move. Yeah. This son of a gun, he... I paid... Like, I had to pay a little money to get out of my lease. Yeah. Really low. And then, like, taxes on the phone. And, right, you buy yeah, a case. You do all that stuff. He literally today did a dollar-for-dollar dollar exchange for me cool. on my phone. It didn't cost me anything else. Nice. I was in there, again, for, like, 45 minutes. He couldn't have been nicer. And uh, But, again, they don't sponsor the show. Yeah. But I, I was so stoked. So I just moved to whatever this is. It's like the Note 10. Yeah. Just because I've been on that Galaxy. And it's great. Again, Dave, for you and yeah. everybody else that has iPhones, I know they love them. It's hooked up to my computer, hooked up to my watch, the whole deal. Yeah, yeah. I don't. They were trying to sell me watches and iPads, and yeah. were, I don't have any of that. So it was easy, but it's done and we're all good. There you go. Hey, um, a couple things. One is uh, you and I always talk about we listen to Howard Stern all the time. Yeah. Howard Stern's in LA this this week doing it. Starting tomorrow stuff. at 8. Starting hour at, later at than usual. Eight in the morning. So a buddy of mine's in the building right now. And, oh, wow. And so he was texting me, and he was saying, you would not believe the setup. He said, the setup here right now is more money than I make in a year. Did he text any pictures? And so I would love to. He, all he sent me was the pictures of the Howard Stern sign. That was it. But he said, if you go outside, the, the craft food trucks that are already set up, like a movie set. Wow. Our setup are ridiculous, but 50 people, 50 hotels, everything, food, everything. I mean, it's a big fucking deal for Sirius to have him in L.A. and he's you know doing you think, all the shows and everything else. What do you think else. he came into town? Because they, they're done taping they got on brand Wednesday. New, they have brand new studios. In, what day do I think he came in? Or yeah. why did he come in? Um, no. I bet he came in Friday. I'm, I'm yeah. guessing he spent the week in here. Because it's funny, I kept thinking about the weather. I was like, hey, I wonder what he thinks of the weather, which right. is kind of kind of funny. Because yesterday started off at like 42 degrees in the morning, and then it shot up to 85, you know? Yeah. But um, it, it was it was, it was was interesting. He He's a, obviously a huge star, because when he's mm-hmm. on Ellen and he's on Kimmel, it's going to be the highest ratings they get in three months. Kimmel that, on that Wednesday, it, and then Ellen next Monday. Is that right? Mm-hmm. And so you just look at uh, what he does for those shows to say, hey, th- he's coming on as a guest. It's going to be the biggest ratings they get in the, the three-month period. Yeah, be cool. His fan base is insane. Do yeah. you hear uh, Melrose Larry Green on? I no, can't I know he's still alive. And then he, he all of a sudden he he showed gonna, up. Well, he said he was going to bring him on if he showed up in L.A. Somebody called and said, hey, will you put Melrose Larry on? He's like, yeah, I'll put him on. Like, if he wants yeah. to just stop in and say hi. He's like, we're the only show that would. He's an old man that yells at people on the street. How old do you think he is now? I'll give you the answer to that one. Um, I thought they said he was 68. God dang, 67. You're missing everything by by yeah. one. He, um, you imagine spending the most of your adulthood standing on Melrose Avenue screaming, holding signs at people? <laughs> and what the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I didn't uh, know he was still alive, but I was yeah. one, one of those. I was wondering what happened to him. But anyway, I just thought it was interesting that they said the Howard Stern show is like Saturday Night Live. It's that many people, uh, twenty writers. Are they going to be live on the on the app? And so I'm I'm not even sure. I just know it's uh, it's it's a big deal for for Sirius and that he's West Coast. 
All right, our next show will be, can you do Tuesday night? Yeah, I, I can. We'll be here Tuesday night. Tuesday is going to be an incredibly fun day because Tuesday morning I have jury duty. Okay. So I've got jury duty, and uh, if they ask me if I qualify, I'm going to say, look, I have a podcast that a lot of people subscribe to, and I have to uh, go on say every last detail. about. I will not be in contempt of court. <laughs> if I get pulled onto a case, I'm going to share it, and as an audience, we're going to determine guilty or not guilty. And hopefully that gets me kicked out. <laughs> I will not do what it. Hacksaw did. Saw our new friend. Our new friend. Who wrote on social media. You would think everybody here knew me. Why didn't that get me eliminated? <laughs> God damn. Do not play the do you know who I am oh card. Gosh. Even if you're Saw. But uh, yeah, that was it. Congratulations to the Chargers. Great yeah. outing today. Congratulations. Thank God I wasn't there, man. That was the worst game I've ever seen. Oh, they're awful. First time in 56 games they didn't score in the first half. Ugh, awful. But the Raiders look great. Raiders pulled off with Cleo Mack. How about that? The Aztecs won again. Aztecs Congra won again. And the Gophers are 5-0. and There you go. Are How about the twins, that? the twins going to rebound? No. They they just, it's un, and I'm not, it's not even reverse psychology. I can't pop off. I can't do anything. The Yankees just, own them. they just own them. Yeah. Now they're going home. They go home tomorrow. But, um, God dang. And it's crazy, too, Dave, because you look at that Twins lineup. When Mitch Garver leads off and he's, what, 30 yep. home runs? And Sano and all these guys got 30 home runs up and down the lineup. And just, man, it's, it's, it's amazing what Aaron has done. Yeah. What the Yankees have done. Like, Steve Woods is the guy. <clears throat> like, sometimes you're just like, fuck, man. Team is so good, but you know when they're really, really good, they are really, really good in October. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah, absolutely right. You know, it's, it's interesting watching the Nationals, and by the time we do the show, we'll know what happened in that Dodger National Series. Yeah. But Dave Martinez saying, "Fuck it, we're gonna play every game like this is Game Seven right. of the World Series," and you're like, "Dude, you're gonna run out. You understand Shit. that you're just playing with smoke right now." And and basically, when he he put Patrick Corbin in and he went Scherzer with the bullpen, the coolest thing I thought about Scherzer. Yeah was when i don't know if you saw the clip where he's yes, talking yes and, and he's, he's cussing up yeah the storm. dude i loved it dude it i so loved great. it i thought it was so, i it wish was so every great. player that played for me yeah. hated the opponent like that yeah you motherfucker you piece of shit <laughs> you motherfucker he's, I mean, he's saying it while he's moving before he throws the ball it's fucking fantastic uh, was my favorite clip of the week the craziest thing i heard tonight was aj hinch saying look man we got to try to wrap this thing up this team is beat up and we're tired. We're mentally tired. We need a few days. We got to win one more game. They're going to try to wrap it up tomorrow. And he's like, we just need to recharge. Like, I love that guy. Yeah. Another, Another former Padre. Padre. Kills God him. dang. But uh, we'll be back here Tuesday. Uh, thank you for supporting. He, by the way, you know who's coming by Tuesday? He won't, be, he won't be on the air, but you might get a chance to see him. Danny Simmons is coming by. No way. Yeah, our, old, uh, our old producer. Oh, I would love that. 1360 back in 2007. One of the great, great dudes. Big impact. All right, thanks, everybody. We'll see you, uh, see you next Tuesday. Ah. <laughs> <laughs>